Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. This episode is sponsored by R.W. Knutson Organic Just Tart Cherry Juice, a welcome addition to anyone's sleep routine. Pace Case, if you know me, and you do, mm-hmm. you know that I'm yeah. working all hours of the day, all hours of the night. Mm-hmm. So the sleep that I do get has to be very good sleep. And I'm always looking for ways to up my sleep routine. Sometimes I'll read a book to go to sleep. Sometimes mm-hmm. I'll- I a bachelor. Uh, that book keeps me very awake. It's very engaging. That never puts me to sleep. Mm. I will sometimes just put down my cell phone after a long day of looking at a screen. It's nice to get some time away from the screen. I also will incorporate some R.W. Knutson Organic Just Tart Cherry Juice. It truly makes you go to sleep a little easier. It's the thing you need to help you drift off into the dreamland. Mm. As more and more people are looking to prioritize sleep, organic Just Tart Cherry is having a moment thanks to Tart Cherry's potential sleep-related benefits and potential to aid in muscle recovery when you get those gains like clues. We're seeing this in the viral sleepy girl mocktail trend on social media. R.W. Knutson has a whole lineup of natural juices with zero added sugar, so you can feel good about adding them to your wellness routine. It's all about celebrating those daily wins. Organic Just Tart Cherry Juice is made from tart cherries, which may help you get a better night's sleep because they have natural melatonin. R.W. Knudsen crushes only 100% real ingredients, so you can crush everything you do. Pick up a bottle at your local grocery store today. It's the Game of Roses. Welcome to the Game of Roses. This, this is, is the, the Game of Roses. Welcome to the Game of Roses. Welcome to Game of Roses. This is Pace Case. This is Bachelor Clues. And today's Monday. So we're going to be digging, <laughs> digging, digging deeper. And we got some doozies. These new vocal cords are are hitting hard. <laughs> I'm still on a little bit of codeine today. There's still a little bit of pain oh, in the throat. So you're getting codeine clues. Y'all, if you haven't seen our live show where clues is on codeine, it is <laughs> one of my favorites we've ever done. Happy to entertain. <laughs> and I'm happy to entertain today with some deep analysis of clips from various important podcasts throughout the nation over the past couple of weeks. We got clips from clickbait on june 16th with guest blake moines there is some incredible sauce being slung in that one we have clips from those vial files with very special guest caitlin 
Bristow from June 16th. Goat. Goat time. Goat on goat. This is goat on goat action. And they are both throwing these weird passive aggressive insults to one another. This shit blew my mind. I could not believe what I was hearing in some of it. So we hope you'll enjoy. These The clips just from this Digging Deeper, Clues and I got on this Zoom and started basically doing the podcast just to ourselves. And we were like, no, we got to record because they're just... They're unbelievable. <laughs> it's unreal. I was just like, I have so much to say already. We also have clips from Almost Famous with guest Jason Carbone from June 11th. Now, if you don't know who he is, he was one of the original producers on the show. He did eight seasons of Bachelor and Bachelorette way back in the beginning. So he saw a classic era and he saw the first half roughly of the experimental era. And he reveals some incredible things about how the game evolved and what it was really like back in those days, which some of the shit I didn't fucking know. He's really shedding some light and filling in pieces. It's fantastic. He shed some light on a on an incident that is historical, is very important. Oh, absolutely. And then we rounded out with some clips from Bachelors in the City with guests Belakai, Blake Horseman, and Eric Bradley from June 7th. And they are also now discussing the Sauce Wars pretty openly. We are in full Sauce Wars era at this point. Many yes. podcasts are talking about it, including Popeye and D-Man. We are still the only people using the term Sauce Wars, but that shall change too shortly. Just like Huju, Sauce Wars will become mainstream and everyone will be using it. Before we get started, is there anything that you want to share to add on to my solo episode of Digging Deeper last week? Any of those clips that you want to respond to? Oh, shit. It was Demi... Yes, the Demi clips were astounding. I mean, she is going hard against the sauce. When she revealed, this was on um, Bachelors in the City with Popeye and D-Man 43. When they are talking about how the producers refused to allow them podcasts or strung them along saying, we're going to give you a podcast, we're mm-hmm. going to give you a podcast essentially to silence them into irrelevance over the next couple of years until they then put out their own podcasts, which are great, but they don't have the same impact that they would have had had they come out at the time they were in game, obviously. It was maddening to me because you really now start to see how nefarious these fucking producers are. It's not just that they're going to fuck with you when you're in the show to make, in quotes, good TV, which is a line they always use. They rely on that very heavily. Like, yeah, we might have cut you to say some shit you didn't say or do some things you didn't do, but, you know, it's it's good TV. It's for TV. Well, how is it for good TV when you're tricking people into not starting their own podcasts, when you're taking opportunities away from them after their appearance on the game? Now it's not just about good TV. It is about maliciously destroying these people's ability to potentially capitalize on their appearance in game. I can't stand that shit. And that type of thing also to me translates right back to when you hear certain players say like, oh, I'm friends with this producer. I'm friends with this producer. None of those fucking producers are your friends ever. You have to know that going into this if you're a player. None of those producers are your friends. Because when you come off the show, there is invariably going to be, regardless of what they do to you on the show, I mean, you may learn that lesson firsthand real fucking quick. (laughs) But even if you have a good edit and you come off the show and there is an opportunity that presents itself to you to make some money, they will get to determine whether or not you capitalize on it. If it's going to be going on another podcast, starting your own podcast, going on a TV show, doing a brand deal, whatever it is. Look at Bennett. He did a brand deal with some shoes. 
And because of that, they were like, fuck you, you're not coming to paradise. So they negated that opportunity from him. It was retribution. But they did. that did end up giving us a beautiful relationship that I'm shipping very hard. <laughs> of course. I, everything worked out great for Bennett. But I'm just saying that these producers, it is not just about making good TV or the the excuse that like, well, this is a TV show, so we have to do some things. That has, It is not that. It is about controlling these players' lives down to the final moment that they can so that the show is always bigger than them and the producers always have more power than them. That is the role of the producer. And going into the game, you must know that. And that if they're making any money they have to make it and give ABC a cut. It's kind of like gangster status. Completely. And that's also the contract you sign. You sign away your civil rights. But yeah, that clip specifically was the one that I wanted to talk about. It was uh, unbelievable to hear those things. My favorite text that you sent me when you were listening to the clips was <laughs> the shit where people are straight up asking, are you affiliated with ABC? Is people doing drugs at a party asking if you're a cop? <laughs> Yeah, there were a couple of those those things that happened in those clips. <laughs> I mean, we laughed so hard. It's Popeye after dark. Popeye is entering a new season, and I'm very here for it. I am too. Their podcast is getting really good. Yeah. And I mean, as as ours was in the beginning, it wasn't great. It took a long time for us to kind of get our formula down and figure out how to do this. I think they've been doing it for a while now. And I really do think Bachelors in the City is becoming one of the better Bachelor Nation podcasts. Totally. I mean, some of these D-Man 43 quotes in here are iconic. We'll get to it. I agree. We will get to it. But this is a Digging Deeper. So you know how it works. If you've heard these before, we're going to go through all these clips and then we're going to pause to discuss them. We hope you enjoy. This is... Digging Deeper. Our first clips come to us from Clickbait with guest Blake Boynes from June 16th. And in this first clip that we're going to play, GSJ uses his expert sleuthing of Gabby and Rachel's produced photo ops at the Country Music Awards to determine that they are just fine after surviving whatever happened to them during Windekia. Here we go. I think Gabby and Rachel, from seeing them at the CMA Fest via Instagram, they look happy. They do. It yeah. And they're still friends, which is and, always good. And they're, they're still actually friends. Yeah. still friends. <laughs> yeah. And that was a big that was a big thing that they were going to be, um, you know, put People against each other. That. Yeah. And so they look happy. I saw them at the CMA Fest. <laughs> they look happy. They look happy. That must mean they're happy. And they're still friends. I mean, the fucking sauce <laughs> is boiling over the cauldron over here at Clickbait. The season hasn't even aired, and they're already being given orders uh -huh. to promote, like, they're still friends, everything's fine. Look how happy they look. <laughs> These pictures he's looking at, too, are like photo ops. They're like on red carpets and shit. Of course they're going to look fucking happy. Yeah. That, that is the job of, of going down a red carpet. This is insane. When Dekia's job right now is that they have to promote the double bachelorette season. There's no way they're going to indicate one way or the other. And they also don't know what edits they're getting yet, by the way. Um, exactly. I love GSJ <laughs> being like, oh, yeah. Like he's looking at that photo of them on the cruise ship where they basically look frightened and him being like, oh, yeah, it's two besties finding love on the sea. No one's kidnapped here. It, he, I feel like if he saw you know that like depression era photo that's really famous, uh, migrant mother. Do you know this? Yes, one? I do. It's a very sad lady in the depression and mm -hmm. her children. 
And I feel like GSJ would look at that and be like, you know what? It's yeah. a single mom. She's thriving. She sees a new horizon. She coming. looks happy. <laughs> she looks happy. The the inflection in his voice there too. This is sometimes GSJ will do this in the way he says something. He will reveal T. She looks happy. He's basically saying like, oh, the picture says she looks happy. So we got to take it at face value. But he knows Beneath it, the truth is they probably got fucking wrecked during Windekia. They probably just got fucking put through it. Absolutely. Oh, God. We're going to see the wreckage unfold and we're going to savor that suffering, but it's absolutely going to happen. No one gets through it clean. I agree. The only person who didn't suffer was Michelle Young. <laughs> yeah, her season was was pretty flawless, although there may be suffering post that season. We are We are waiting to hear confirmation or denial. At any rate, oh my God, this clip, this opening clip really illustrates the function of these Bachelor Nation official company podcasts. It is to promote whatever the show wants them to promote. And here before Wendekia even starts, they are tasked with promoting the idea that these two women had a great time and Wendekia is all about fun and friends and definitely not competing. <laughs> It's so fucking crazy. This is like, it's such a funny hill to die on that they're not competing because you just absolutely cannot do that in this scenario unless they have different pools of guys and they don't see the other person. Yeah. Unless it's like they go date their guys and then at night they come home to like a fun bunk bed scenario and they're like, how was your day? Oh, it was great. I met some really cool guys. Me too. I met some really cool guys too. Well, see you tomorrow. Okay. It's like in the morning they yeah. pack their briefcase and they're like, I'm <laughs> off to work to date my player, my player pool. How about you? Me too. Okay. See you tonight. Uh, which is not what's happening. It's absolutely not what's going to happen. <laughs> But that is the only situation in which they wouldn't be competing. Exactly. They can't even see the other players' men, which we know that that is not true because all the guys come out to do a, a limo exit to both of them simultaneously. On night mm -hmm. one, they, they see the whole pool, each of them. Let's move on. Clip number two, GSJ explains why two bachelorettes is not sexist, and Tia explains that they're definitely not competing against each other. Here we go. Andy Dorfman thinks that having two bachelorettes is sexist. So we just kind of talked about that they're still friends. Um, but Andy made a comment in an interview that she feels like having two female leads is sexist and was saying that she would like to see two men kind of go head to head and go at it. Um, mm -hmm. But I don't really think it's sexist because Gabby and Rachel aren't really going at it. Like they're yeah. not competing against each other. They're both trying to find so love. So how, how do y'all feel about the comment that it's sexist? I mean, I personally don't think it's sexist. I think, I don't know who makes the decision. Who makes the decision of like, who's the next bachelorette, who's the next lead. I think if whoever makes that decision was sitting there saying like, huh, we can't just have one woman, we gotta have two because they can't carry a show like a man could. Then that's sexist. I don't think that was the conversation. <laughs> I think the conversation was, we had a crazy ending to Clayton season. Both these women got their hearts broken. We believe both of them. It's too hard to choose one. We've never had two. We think it's going to be entertaining. Let's do it. Because that's what I deserve that, it. Yeah. And that's yeah, what I think happened. It and they and also everyone has been crying for the show to switch some things up. So there you have it. Yeah, nobody's sitting <laughs> in a room saying <laughs> one woman can't carry the show. 
They're just saying we need to switch it up. And people have been crying for a switch up. That's all this is. It's a switch up. I miss you on Digging Deeper Clues. <laughs> I don't think this is the switch up people have been calling for. People have been calling for more diversity no. in casting in all areas, body type, race, sexual identity, all these kinds of things. Nobody's calling for more bachelorettes in one season. Nobody was ever calling for that or crying for that, as they're saying. No, that is not a segment of the population. I especially no one. I personally don't think it's sexist. <laughs> I'm getting better, right? Yeah, that's great. Look, I don't think it's sexist. I don't think it's well, sexist. Who makes the decision? You think they're going to have a decision like, oh, this person can't carry the show. Let's put two in there. No way. <laughs> no way, mister. <laughs> that's exactly the conversation that I picture actually did happen. I think that conversation happens at that level constantly. I think that's why they cast Caitlin and Tasha as hosting. I think that's why they cast Michelle and Katie at the same time. They're terrified. Absolutely. And behind closed doors, TV executives, producers, whatever, the conversations they have are real fucking blunt. Let me just tell you about everything. You, I mean, I don't think two women can carry a show. That's the most polite version of the conversation that would have been had about this. That is a sentence that's been said hundreds and millions of times in Hollywood. Yeah, of course, that's the conversation that's happening. But even beyond that, this idea gets floated through a phrase, they both deserve it. Mm -hmm. As though what they went through, rose ceremony from hell, they were victimized to such a degree that they deserve it. So they must both be given it. But this notion, too, that they're not going to be going head to head or that they're it's like, oh, no, this is a gift to both of them. What has been happening? This is absolute fucking torture what they are putting these women through in every regard. Yeah. And we'll get to some more specifics in some of these later clips. I mean, that's what Tia says. They're not competing again. They're, they're both trying to find love. It's like, yeah, they're not competing against anything other than the idea of heartbreak and loneliness. Yeah, that's all. <laughs> no. <laughs> also, the idea that like it can't be sexist unless there was some overt sexist conversation that fueled this decision is yeah. insane. That's like saying something can't be racist unless someone says the N-word. Yeah, exactly. It's like the whole show is sexist. I mean, the whole fucking country is all systems that we have built of, of power in this fucking world are. Yeah. <laughs> but even beyond that, like the show yeah. itself is based on the premise of sexism. The Bachelor is one guy dating 30 fucking women. Then The Bachelorette was an afterthought. Like, well, I guess we should do it for women, too. I mean, from the very beginning. It's an afterthought in the schedule. That, too, yeah. The Bachelor is the one they plan the year around. Right. And that they don't experiment with, you know? They didn't. They did the double hosts, double Bachelorettes on the Bachelorette seasons. Now, let's move on to this third and final clip from Clickbait in which Natasha Parker discusses Gabby and Rachel sharing the spotlight and how people might see that as unfair. And then GSJ is quick to the, dismiss the importance of Instagram numbers. Here we go. I have heard from, you know, I have some friends that are bachelorettes and I have heard and they've been very vulnerable and they've said things like, you know, you are on top of the world when you are in this position. Everyone's coming at you every, you know, and I under, and, and Andy was actually a bachelorette. Why would you want to share that? So I think maybe that could also be something there that you have to share that limelight. You have to share that. And also, you know, with Instagram followers and all this stuff, what if Gabby's more popular than Rachel? And what if this and that once the show airs or whatever the case? 
that can also, you know, um, add some friction, I think. So yeah, I, but you can't I, worry like but you can't you, worry about that for you sure. You gotta worry about yourself. You can't for worry sure. about if, you, if if you're Rachel, if Gabby has more followers than you, like you have to just like that's But I think that but I'm saying if there's only one, then there's no competition is what I think yeah. the point of yeah. the whole the reasoning of Andy. So I understand why she's saying what she said, but also I think just from an entertainment standpoint it's gonna be the show needed to shake it up. This is how they shake yeah. it up. And I I hope that if it goes well and it maybe they'll have they will have two bachelor guys. Well, Natasha has put her producer hat on today. <laughs> From an entertainment standpoint, they need to shake it up. And you know, if it does well, if the money's there, we'll do it for the guys too. <laughs> Unbelievable. And then when GSJ comes in, it's like, well, you can't worry about your Instagram numbers. Delete your Instagram. When they, anytime they say shit about not thinking about Instagram or like, that's not a part of this, delete your fucking Instagram then. That is a huge part of this. And we will, on our very own show, be tracking both of their Instagram number counts as their season progresses <laughs> like a fucking horse race. Oh, yeah. Because that is important. It is how you convey yourself to the fourth audience, who comes over the best, who are people standing behind. Because when you come off the show, as you well know, GSJ, that number next to your head equals how much money you make. And without it, there really is no point in going in this show anymore. Yes, you can find love and all of that, but nobody wants to just come out of the show having found love. The secondary part of that is you also get to be an influencer, maybe a Bachelor Nation podcast host. Maybe you get to sell products in stores like sauces in all the fucking Chicago metro area grocery stores. I mean, that's the fucking point of it. That is the point of it. Hey, Mr. Bachelor guy, fuck you. (laughs) But I mean, to deny that anymore, I feel like is a huge disservice to what the show actually is. It is an opportunity to build your social media platform, to get that number up. And yes, maybe you find love. Very likely you don't. Statistically, it's very improbable. But even if you do, especially if you do, you're put on a very good track to make a lot of money on Instagram. That is a an additional benefit of this. I don't know why people see it as such a negative. I, I mean, I know that they have to promote it as like, that's for the wrong reasons and you should only care about love. And if you get Instagram followers and millions of dollars and whatever, that's just like, it's just lucky. Or maybe you deserve it, as they say, or whatever. You deserve it, and then you spray champagne. Right. But that it's not a part of this game is simply a fucking absurd lie at this point that they are all yeah. upholding in order to cling tooth and nail to this old idea of the show that like it was never about that. And people seeking fame are the, the shitheads that need to be eliminated from this process. Everyone is seeking fame now. All of the people on clickbait have that fame. 100% of the players. Yes, 100%. 100%. Okay, so that rounds out clickbait. Uh, that was our appetizer. Now we're moving on to the main course <sighs> of this digging deeper with some clips from yes. the Vial Files with special guest Caitlin Bristow. This is Goat on goat. As you know, I think Nick Vial is the greatest player of all time. As you know, Pace Case thinks Caitlin Bristow is the greatest player of all time. And we have this debate from time to time to actually see them. There's video of this. I highly recommend you go watch it on YouTube. There is video of these two goats sitting face to face and through the entire interview. 
they are throwing these little sparring jabs back and forth, back and forth. And I don't know who really came out on top. It was kind of an evenly fought match, I think. But in these clips, we are going to get some of those barbs. Who has the home field advantage? Oh, Vial. It's Vial File Studio. Mm-hmm. What does that mean? Just, 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 you know, presenting some facts before we get into it. Golden State Warriors just beat Boston in Boston to win the national championship. So home field means nothing. At any rate, these clips are going to have some of those barbs being thrown back and forth. Rest assured. And there is some tea. And there is some sauce. This, I mean, this may be my favorite. And there's grapesing. Oh, sour grapesing everywhere. This may be my favorite single episode of The Vial Files that has ever happened. It is, you must listen to the whole thing. We're going to play for you now some of these clips. In this first one, Caitlin explains that she's a recent keynote speaker and the great one's producer takes the opportunity to try to get the great one his own keynote speaker status and he proceeds to immediately sour grapes all over the very concept of keynote speaking and TED Talks to try and elevate himself above it. We're starting with a grapes appetizer. (laughs) Oh, this shit. Oh my God, I can't believe we're about to listen to this. Here we go. If you want to hear these clips from Vial Files that feature the great one himself going toe-to-toe with Caitlin Bristow, and believe me, you want to hear them, you just go to patreon.com slash gameofroses, join us down in the bottom of the pit, you're going to get access to the rest of this episode, you're going to get access to all of the other Digging Deepers we've ever done, and all the other episodes we've ever done here on our Patreon. And you're going to get access to our weekly live shows that we do every Monday at 4.30 p.m. West Coast time. And you're going to get access to our Discord, where there is a growing community of other pit dwellers talking about all things Bachelor and all things uh, squirrels and Pokemon Go and aliens and all kinds of other weird things. So we hope that you will join us in the bottom of the pit very soon. It's the pit you can get it in. Dig around in all this content. It's the pit. Come on, admit you wanna eat up all these tasty tidbits. It's the pit. There's room enough to fit everyone who wants to come in. It's the pit. You can get it in and dig around in all this content. It's the pit. Come on, admit, you want to eat up all these tasty tidbits. It's the pit, there's room enough to fit everyone who wants to come in. It's the pit. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, 
plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.